Blog Talk Radio. Oh, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. Uh, I said the District Sports Page again. I'll break that habit one of these days. This is Patrick from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball and Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals' 3-1 to win tonight in Atlanta. They sweep the two-game set, start off nice, two wins in Atlanta. Doghouse, we'll start with you. Strass Bunny on the mound. 377 ERA, 29 walks, 122 Ks, 90 in, and 98 innings pitched in his career against the Braves, 266, 321, 398 line against. Started tonight with 18 scoreless innings against the Braves going back three starts to 2014, was up to 21 scoreless before he gave up a run in the fourth after back-to-back one-out walks, uh, 64 innings pitched after four, 88 after six, goes six total, six hits, one run, one earned run, three walks, four Ks, not necessarily a, a dominant outing by Strasburg, but he looked good out there on the mound. We'll get to his pitch mix in a second with Dave, but Doghouse, what do you think about Strasburg's outing overall there? Jeez, he looked like Tanner Roark out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's happened to my expectations that I'm upset about a one-run, six-inning outing. Uh, but, <laughs> you, you know, it, it was it was interesting to see Strasburg Featuring more than it's his, his solid or his basic three pitches that he throws, you know, fooling around uh, with with a cutter and a slider that seemed to be more or less working, except for the fact that he walked three people and he was giving up a lot of fairly solid contact tonight, uh, saved only by as I'm sure we're going to talk about later some some uh, assists literally from uh, from the outfield today, but uh, results so I can't complain too much, but process, mm, prefer less walks and more Ks, just because ev- everyone knows that I-, I believe in striking everyone out, because I'm a fascist like that when it comes to baseball. But uh, a-, a good outing, uh, he-, he didn't go out early, as I was a little worried might happen. So we'll uh, we'll give him the, the tentative thumbs up and, and grumble about uh, how Geo should have been pitching there. <laughs> we all know that P2K is better than P2C. Dave, uh, we talked a little bit about it there, but Strasburg mixing in a slider and cutter uh, along with his fastball curve and changeup. Changeup looked really good, too. He was throwing those high heaters by a number of hitters for a couple of the 4Ks that he got. Like we said, not a dominant outing, but an interesting one by Strasburg. I know FP and Bob Carpenter were uh, kind of uh, enthralled with the pitch mix he was going on up there. What do you think about him adding a slider and cutter to the mix? He had that slider a couple of years ago, kind of put it away, broke it back out tonight. I was nodding the entire time Doghouse was talking because, you know, I grew up a pitcher and I had moderate success as a as a high school player, as a junior college player, and to watch a pitcher like Steven Strasburg continue to nibble, continue to tinker with different pitches instead of just going up and dominating kills me because I was a guy that had to live on the fringe and trick guys and fool them and outguess them. And he throws a 97-mile-an-hour fastball and a curveball that would rival, you know, Burt Blylevin and some of the great curveballs in history. Plus, his changeup is stupid. And yet he goes out and he's continually tinkering with a fourth and fifth and sixth pitch, just go out and dominate people. And I know that it's ridiculous to argue with a guy that in the second game of the season went out and 
gave up one earned run and won the ball game. But Steven Strasburg is a guy that's got so much damn talent that should go out and dominate people, and yet he's deciding not to. And that's what kills me as, as someone that appreciates baseball, that he's not doing it on purpose, that he's nibbling and continues to tinker and just doesn't go out and just waste people because he can. Steve Strasburg. Well, Freddie, Freddie Freeman came into this game 12 for 28 career versus Strasburg. That's a 429, 500, 821 line, two doubles, three home runs, six walks before tonight. Over three versus Strasburg through six. Ends up going over four with two Ks on the night. Uh, Papelbon got him too. Just uh, he's basically the guy who's going to beat you. I'm not going to denigrate the rest of the Braves team because I actually like some of the hitters that they have there now. A little different mix than they've had in previous seasons, but some interesting bats at least. But shutting Freeman down like that. Really nice outing by Strasburg to handle the Braves big bat in the lineup. Yeah. You know, I usually joke about how I was never worried in, you know, sketchy situations with, with uh, unfavorable matchups. I was worried every time Freeman came to the plate. I am always worried every time Freeman comes to the plate. Uh, and honestly, the way Strauss was pitching tonight, he wasn't inspiring a lot of confidence in me. Now, granted, again, he got the result. Uh, he, he struck him out once. He managed to get him out thanks to a good play on Zimmerman, as I recall. He got sort of a like a humpback liner into the shift that, that Zim went back on and, and caught over his head. Uh, but <laughs> much as I don't like how it looked and how he got there, okay, he got the result. He shut down Freeman, which is something that seems not to happen very often uh, against the Nats. So uh, I'll give him credit for that, even if he's, he's not dominating the rest of the lineup to the extent that I would prefer, considering the, the, the straights that the, the Braves are in right now uh, th- this should be one of the teams that the Nats are really beating up on over the course of the season, padded out against the many tough opponents there are out there across the league, even if they're not in the division. You know, because the, the the Marlins could end up being Pexby. We know the Mets are going to be tough. You have to take full advantage of the Braves and Phillies. And while we got two wins this, uh, this series, I, I didn't feel like full advantage was taken. Yeah, they didn't necessarily dominate, but they got the two wins, got out of there, head home to play Miami, three-game set to start the season in D.C. Dave, the offense uh, struggled early. Bud Norris, I think you can politely call him a workman-like starter, six scoreless on 75 pitches before the Nationals got to him in the seventh. Zim, Zimmerman took off her home on a two-out grounder up the middle by Ramos. They tried to make the play at first, but the throw was late. Freddie Freeman threw home. Aaron throw at the plate there. Zimmerman scores to tie it up at one. Uh, just trying to read my notes here. Uh, they walk SB to put two on for pinch hitter Matt Dendecker, who showed up about halfway through the game, according to reports, after he was called up today. Dendecker doubles to right off the base of the wall, three to one there. That was all the Nationals needed, and they finally got to Norris, and Dendecker with the big hit there, kind of a surprise coming up today, but got the big at bat and got a big hit for the Nets. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, Ben Revere going on the disabled list and, and everything that that entails. But um, first of all, it's nice to see another defense fall apart. Uh, second of all, Ben Decker's been a different hitter um, since about late August of last year. You know, the, um, um, the organization got him to pick up that leg kick that he used to have and, 
he's definitely um, uh, come up with a little bit more power in his stroke. And obviously, he's a guy that they wanted to have around. And I think that he probably would have made this team if um, if the situations were reversed, that they needed another left-hand hitter as opposed to a right-hand hitter. I think he probably would have made this team. But um, obviously, uh, Rivera goes under the table list. He's the logical choice to come up, and he was a logical choice to pinch hit Matt at bat. Um, he's a guy that's got a lot of skill. He can play, you know, probably both corner infield, probably uh, outfield, I'm sorry, probably not center field, but um, a guy that's got a u- lot of usefulness, and he came through when the Nats needed him tonight. Um, they needed a big hit. They got it. Bud Norris, a decent pitcher, but not a dominant pitcher. Um, and they eventually, you know, were able to wear him down. After Strasburg's on the mound, doghouse, they go to Sean Kelly. He comes out after a kind of disastrous outing, wild in the first game, four-pitch walk to force in a run in a bases-loaded situation. But he comes out, gets an out in the top of the and the brace half of the seventh. Felipe Rivero comes out to get outs two and three. They bring him back out for the eighth because he was pretty dominant there. Uh, one, two, three frame in the eighth, five outs on 23 pitches by Rivero. And interesting little mix there by uh, Dusty Baker to split the seventh and then bring Rivero back out for the eighth there for a dominant frame. Yeah, I, I like how Dusty let Kelly back out to throw one pitch. He came in time. Rivero is. But uh, Rivero is a, a great pitcher, and, and we, we saw some really nice flashes from him last season. And even though he wasn't so sharp uh, on on Monday, uh, he really pitched well tonight and and got five outs against. Again, this is not the strongest lineup out there, but he got lefties and righties out uh, with uh, with equal authority today. And uh, I, I think he showed us that he's going to be a really valuable part of this bullpen going forward. Dave Pavelbon comes on in the ninth, makes it a little interesting after striking out Freddie Freeman, just a dominant uh, at-bat there. He gets up singles by Adonis Garcia, Nick Marcakis. Uh, Hector Oliveira grounds into a force. Two runners on, two outs. Matchup with A.J. Brzezinski, blows him away. Second save in two games. Do we like Pavelbon again yet? And what do you think about having the closer out there? Kind of made it interesting, but never looked like he was out of control there. Because I'm out and about, I actually watched the ninth inning with a with a Philadelphia Phillies fan, and he and I both <laughs> commiserated about about uh, Jonathan Papelbon. And you know, let's be honest. At this point, his fastball is hittable, and he's up there trying to get guys out by guile, by guesswork, um, by surprising guys. He's not going to be able to blow people away anymore, and. I think we saw that tonight. I think we saw him utilize every pitch he's got in the arsenal. Um, I think we saw him um, trying to just coax three outs out of the situation. And, you know, that's what he got. He was successful tonight. I'm afraid that as we go on through the season, we're going to continue to see, um, you know, he's not going to be dominant. He's going to get the job done on some nights. On some nights, he's not going to. Um, Are are people going to feel good about it? I don't think so. Um, But as long as you continually be successful, Nats fans don't have another choice. He's not going to go anywhere. He's untradeable. If he were tradable, the Nats would have done it during the offseason. So he's got this whole year on the roster. There's nothing they can do about it. So, you know, whether he's successful or not, 
people are going to have to be accepted, acceptance of what he's going to be able to do. Whether, whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it, as Rick Flair used to say, or at least learn to accept it because he's <laughs> going to be here for a while. So, I guess, exactly. uh, we talked about it a few, a few times here. Ben Revere, 15-day DL with a right oblique strain that he hurt in the first game. Michael A. Taylor gets a start in center, 0 for 4 with two Ks at the plate, but two big outfield assists from Taylor there, some nice defense from him. What do you think of Taylor's game? And more importantly, with Revere out of there, Michael A. Taylor led off tonight. I don't know if they're necessarily going to keep him in his low OBP up on the top of the order, but if they don't, who do you go to at the top? And what do you think about Revere getting injured in Taylor's big night? Well, uh, Revere just seemed like such a good fit for uh, for Span since he's basically Span light. Uh, that losing him, Revere is the natural piece to plug in there. Uh, that said, I, I think Michael A. Taylor is pretty close to being a starting outfielder, so I, I don't really feel that uncomfortable with him playing center, especially his last. He showed off just just tonight. Uh, Pretty good roots, not Span-esque roots because those were just glorious to watch, uh, but uh, a, a decent arm and decent reads. And so he's, he's going to give you at least league average defense there in center. Uh, the problem is his profile as a hitter. He's, he's not a high-contact guy. He's going to strike out a lot. He's not going to give you a lot of OBP. He's got some speed and more pop than, uh, than Revere is going to get you. But he's not the guy you want to put up the order, uh, put up at the top of the order. Uh, if we don't have Rendon around, honestly, I, I think I might lead off. Or excuse me, not not Rendon. It shows you shows you where I'm going. Uh, if, if you don't have uh, Revere in the lineup, I, I say lead off Rendon. Maybe you know that uh, that worth a little higher. You know, he he got badgered on a couple of things uh, today, but you know he knows how to take a pitch, and and I don't mind seeing him higher up in the order. Of course, I also think Harper should be batting second because he's the best hitter on the team, and you should back your best hitter second. But that's another sabermetric discussion that we can have many, many times over the course of the, uh, the season. More at hey, back about, your best hitter. Yes. Hey, we got got about 40 seconds left, Dave. Uh, we're going to end at the 15-minute mark this time because I forgot to set it for longer and I don't want to turn off. But before we quit, uh, you get the trivia question for the night. Can you name the five nationals other than Bryce Harper with an opening day home run? No, I can't. Ryan Zimmerman's <laughs> one of them. That's one. Brad Wilkerson. Any other guess? No, Brad Wilkerson. Fifteen seconds left. I'm gonna. I'll Bob give you the Tur- Adam Dunn. Turmel Sledge, Ryan Zimmerman, Adam Dunn, Adam LaRoche, and Anthony Rendon. Matt Knightley, uh, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. We'll talk to both of you guys tomorrow night. Go Nets.